0: Welcome to Real Life Keto Radio. I'm Bridget. And I'm Rebecca. And, and we're, we're the Keto, keto Sisters. Sisters. And we're on a mission to help women find a way of eating that fits into their real life, but still helps them move toward better health. Yes. So listen every Monday at 1130 Eastern on WLXU 93.9 FM in Lexington, or streaming worldwide on RadioLex.us. So laugh and learn your way to fund keto serious results with Real Life Keto Radio featuring the Keto Sisters. All right, everybody, welcome back to another episode of Real Life Keto Radio. We hope you had a great Thanksgiving last week, but you might be thinking, oh, I really need to get my eating under control. I really need to do something because maybe you overindulged over the weekend, Um, but we're here to help. Um, We are the Keto Sistas, and it's our goal, it's our mission really, to help people find a way of eating that is healthy for them, but is sustainable going forward. Um, Usually my friend Bridget is with me, but she's feeling a little bit under the weather today, so I'm flying solo. And so I thought today would be a great day to answer some of the questions that had been submitted. So we're going to cover a variety of topics, so I might bounce around a little bit. But hopefully you'll find a lot of great information to help you on your health journey. Okay, so without any further ado, let's get to the questions. Several of the questions today revolve around the macros of the keto diet. So if you're relatively new to the show or to the keto diet in general, you might not be familiar even with what macros are. Macros are just what we call the separate types of food or energy sources for the body. So there are three main macros that we consider, and those are fats, protein, and carbs. Now, a lot of us have heard over more recent years that going low-carb is the way to go. And, I mean, I firmly believe that just by going low-carb, you can get so many great benefits. But the keto diet is not just another low-carb diet. So a keto diet, in relation to those three macros, is high in healthy fat, moderate in protein, and very, very low in carbs. And the keto diet is so unusual in that it does require you to consume a good amount of fat in your diet. And that's something most of us are not used to doing. And that's really what's so very unique about the keto diet. So you want to eat most of your calories from fat, um, and then just a moderate amount of your calories from protein, and then just a very small amount of carbs. So very minimal amount of carbs. And so for a true strict keto diet, it's very important to get that perfect balance High healthy fats, moderate protein, low carbs, and that can be quite challenging to do. Um, And so, that's where where a lot of these questions come from today. So, um, first of all, someone was asking if you have to know like what your body fat percentage is before you start the keto diet. No, you don't have to, it it might be a nice marker for you to go and um, check your progress, but you absolutely don't have to. Um, And for keeping track of your macros, most people find it very handy to download some sort of app that helps you track those um, electronically. Um, So those just make it a lot easier. You can do it, you know, manually, but you might want to consider doing that. Most people have their phones with them all the time. And a lot of the apps that are available out there already have a lot of the foods populated and even will give you recipes and ideas. So you do want to be tracking your macros if you're trying to go more strict. Um, Some people just kind of like to count their carbs and they're more low carb than actual keto. But it would be pretty impossible to just accidentally do a keto diet It is a very intentional diet. So macros are extremely important, um, but you don't have to know your body fat percentage. Like I said, it might be something that you can use as a a measurement to see if you're improving your body fat fat percentage, if that's going down, if that's your goal, Um, but you don't have to know that um, in order to calculate your macros or to follow the keto diet. Okay, so the next question is, does it matter how much fat and protein I eat as long as I eat more fat than protein? Okay, so first of all, I love this question because this person knows that the keto diet is higher in fat than it is in protein. A lot of people really confuse the keto diet with like the Atkins diet or other lower carb diets that are out there. But many of those diets are high in protein and not necessarily high in fat. And actually, if you eat too much protein, your body can treat that protein as if it is glucose or sugar. It basically breaks it down and treats it the same as if you had eaten carbs. Um, And so that's why it's really important to get those macros correctly. And that's why I love this question because this person already knows they need to be eating a high percentage of fat. So when they're asking, does it matter how much fat or protein I eat as long as I eat in balance? Like that shows an understanding of the macros and it is important to get the balance correctly But calories do matter because if you consume more calories than you expend, meaning if you eat more calories than you are burning off with your activity level, you're probably going to gain weight. And that's not a goal most people have. Yes, the calories matter, the percentages matter, and the calories matter. And that's where one of those apps can come in so handy because it helps you track everything. It helps you see where you are on your calories as well as percentage of fat, percentage of protein, percentage of calories consumed in carbs. So great question. And I hope that answers it. Right. Next question. And we love getting these questions. So if you're interested in submitting questions, then you can always go to our website, which is reallifeketo.com and submit those questions. And maybe we'll answer your question on the air. The next question is also about macros. Should you adjust your macros as you lose weight? Another great question. Yeah, it's actually pretty important that you adjust your macros as your weight changes um, because those macros are dependent on your weight as well as your goals. Um, So depending on if you're trying to maybe lose fat or if you're just trying to maintain um, and what your activity level is and how much you weigh, all of those are factors that will impact how much you can eat or how much you should eat. And so if you've had a significant um, weight loss, then it is important to go back and see if you need to adjust your macros and your calorie intake. Always keeping your goals in mind and um, just realizing that you can get there slowly. You don't have to get there fast. Um, But yeah, it is important to adjust those macros. Also something that is very, very important and please, please hear me on this, If you are gaining or losing a significant amount of weight, um, it's really important that you're always working with your medical professional, um, especially, especially if you are on any kind of medication. Some medications, the dosage will change depending on your weight. And so in those cases, especially, it's really important to work with your medical provider and to let him or her know if your weight has changed so that they can adjust your medication if necessary. Okay. So I think that's enough on macros today. So we're going to go to another line of questions and these questions all relate to specific foods. Um, So let's go with the first one. What is your opinion on low carb tortillas? Uh, Grateful. Yes. I'm so thankful that they exist and we're finding more and more products are coming out that are lower in carb, which is great because sometimes making the switch from a regular diet to a low carb or keto diet is really hard because everything you've ever eaten has carbs in it, it seems like, and you miss some of those regular foods like sandwiches or um, burritos with tortillas. Um, So it's really great and like I'm so happy and thankful that manufacturers are listening to the population that is demanding more and more low-carb options. Now, that being said, all low-carb foods are not created equal. I'm a huge proponent of actually looking at the labels and making sure that that item, just because they say it's low carb, like make sure it really fits into your goals and what you're trying to do. Because a lot of times manufacturers will cut out maybe sugar, but then they'll put in other things, um, different types of sweeteners that might not necessarily increase the carb content, but they can still impact your body in a very similar way, meaning certain sweeteners that manufacturers use can actually cause your blood sugar sugar to spike and cause an insulin response. And that is exactly this, the the set of events that we're trying to avoid by going lower carb. Um, and avoiding sugar. So it's just really important to kind of check those labels. And um, that's a great thing about this radio show is we can get out information like that because we want you to be empowered to make decisions that are right for you. And sometimes it's hard and it takes a little practice, but yes, low carb tortillas are amazing. Now here's a caveat, another one. Um, If you are sensitive to gluten, that might be something that you look to. So like if you notice wow, on the days that I'm eating the low carb tortillas, I'm having more bloating, or I just don't feel as good. I'm feeling sluggish. Like that might be a clue to you that that might not be the best choice. And we aren't medical professionals. We don't give medical advice, but just be aware that grains can impact some people, especially the gluten, of course. And so that might be something you kind of look to and track if you're having a stall or you just don't seem to be making the progress that you want. But no, I'm I'm a big like fan of low carb tortillas, I just put my online grocery order in, and I had um, two sets of those in there. So yes, those are great. Okay, another question about food is coconut oil. So someone was asking for coconut oil. Is it better to use refined or unrefined? And the short answer is yes, the unrefined is generally better, but the refined oil can also find a place in your pantry or in your life. For me, I don't like the taste of unrefined coconut oil. I don't like the way it adds a coconut flavor to my foods. So I tend to use the refined coconut oil, even though it's not quite as good for me. And they also will have different um, cooking points, smoke points. So um, it's just important to not mess up good for perfect. I know I won't use as much coconut oil if I only buy the unrefined. So yeah, the refined still has a lot of benefits. So that's what I use um, the majority of the time. But if you could do either, go for the unrefined. So we're going to take a few minutes for a station identification break. And when we come back, we'll be discussing some questions revolving around drinks. So you're going to want to make sure to stick around.